Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up? Oh, sorry. We're good. I thought I heard noises. Turns out it was just the voices in my head again. <laughs> Um, welcome everyone to The Crunch, episode, is today 18? 17? I have no idea. 19. Gosh darn it. Oh, we don't know anything. We need to check before we start. I know, we probably should, but today is uh, Sunday, January 15th. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, I am Ethan, aka Bropostle. And I'm Patrick, at Catholic Pat. (laughs) And we are living life. It is a good time. Um, yesterday we had uh, the privilege of being interviewed on Tommy Ty and Sarah Vabulous. Is that how you say it? Sarah Vabulous's yeah, podcast. So. And um, it was the Catholic Hipster podcast. Uh, it's already up. It's on SoundCloud. We'll put the link in the show notes um, of this episode. And it also, it's also on Twitter if you want to go and find it that way. But that was a really fun time. We had a, it was it was awkward because I couldn't see anybody's face. Yeah. Usually when Patrick and I record, we are able to look at each other and like if something someone's saying something wrong, we could just go and like wave our oh, arms. Stop what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, but with uh, Sarah and Tommy, we all just it was a voice call, and so it was still really fun. I made old people laugh. Uh, I don't know. It was good. <laughs> you gotta stop calling them. Old. I know they're not old, but it's just so fun because they think that they are. Like Sarah, every time you said that on the podcast, which was a solid like five <laughs> times, I would cringe. I'd be like, oh, Sarah, no. Sarah's just worried that like she's missing out on all the young hip lingo. You know, she kind of sets herself up for it sometimes. You know, she's, true. she's like, what's weird Catholic Twitter? I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Three words: woke space Jesuit. That's all you need. Um, also, Tommy said that we were going to do this big, uh, like. All, all of us together, like a big host podcast oh, yeah. thing, um, which would be really fun. I hope that actually happens because that would be really cool. I hope Daniel Glaze be is in too. on it. Daniel Glaze, if you're listening, I'm sorry I didn't shout you out last week. Please don't unfollow me. <laughs> Daniel Glaze. <laughs> you were a big get. Yeah, Daniel Glaze is a part of this Catholic couple on YouTube. They're a pretty big deal. Um, follow them on YouTube, etc. Sorry, we're done with shoutouts. Or whatever you do on YouTube. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, fun fact, my town of Manhattan is about to be covered in ice. Uh, they've been saying it's supposed to be coming for like three days now, but actually today is finally when it's supposed to get here. And mm-hmm. we are smack dab in the middle of the pink. Like, we are <laughs> solidly... We in the pink! <laughs> <laughs> Remember Haley? Um, yes. When I was in high school, Haley used to throw these parties, and <laughs> she would bring. She was an athletic trainer, so like all of the football players from her school would come over and party at her house, and I was there. I was just like small little white kid, and <laughs> <laughs> it was always really fun because I got to hang out with all these people and like beat them in Mario Kart and stuff. And nice. one night there was a tornado warning or something. <laughs> Hashtag Kansas props and. Uh, 
I lived like for, literally 40 seconds away, 42 seconds away. So it wasn't a big deal for me to like go home or anything when like there were literally sirens going off and we we're like, oh shoot, we need to leave. And I'm outside just hanging out with my friend. And all of a sudden I see like five or six football players just streaming out of the house yelling, we in the pink, we in the pink, we in the pink. <laughs> and then pile in, what does the, that mean? pile in their car and then drive away on like the weather radar. Like if you're in the pink, that means oh. you're about to die. <laughs> I've, I've never seen pink anything. Ohio, Florida. That's really what it is. For rain, it's like red, right? Or it was like, is snow pink? Snow is pink, I don't know. yeah. Snow is pink? All right, cool. Or something like that. Or like extreme like weather will be pink. Like extreme end of world? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Just, we're in the pink right now, so it makes me think of that situation. You know what I mean? Fun. Yeah. You good? How's Ohio? Yeah, no, sorry. I just heard someone talking. Yeah, was it me? My microphone amplifies every sound around me, but it doesn't pick it up. So it's like, I think, oh no, someone outside my door is ruining the podcast, but everything's fine. So we're good. We can move on. <laughs> okay. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> no problem. Um, let's just jump into it today. Sweet. Uh, semester's about to start. For me, it starts on Tuesday. I don't know about you. Does it start on Tuesday? Mine starts tomorrow, yeah. Uh, tomorrow? You have school on Martin Luther King Day? Wait, I don't know. <laughs> you should probably check into that. I should. But um, we have we have school off on like solemnities. That's so true. Sometimes yeah. those pagan state holidays we don't celebrate. Stop calling everything pagan. Um, it's so much fun. So the semester starting up, and uh, school is difficult in a lot of ways. Just from personal experience, school is very hard. And I wanted to kind of combine this idea of like let's take advantage of this semester let's take advantage of this time that we have you know here with our newman center and with some strong catholic friends and everything um and i wanted to combine it with a talk that i heard at seek i know well seek 2017 but like this is actually a good talk um it was from archbishop shapu uh or shapu i don't really a lot of people say i he said it shapu so i'm gonna say it shapu yeah it's his name i hope he got it (laughs) right yeah but he's the archbishop of philadelphia he was at denver for a while um, he's an amazing, amazing bishop. Just everything that he says is brilliant. Um, but he gave a talk kind of on our culture today, and I think it, it just perfectly applies to um, kind of the struggles that I feel and the struggles that I've gone through in college. And I'm a pretty normal guy, so I feel like a lot of other people had the same struggles. What do you think, Pat? I'm doing it to annoy you. Dang it. Why? Oh, I have to edit I'm this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. So, yeah, uh, what, you, what you were saying earlier was the, the quote was about noise, living in the, yeah. the dictatorship of noise. Yeah. I didn't go to the talk, but that makes a lot of sense. In terms of scheduling my semester, it seems like I'm very busy. I have school, this, job, I'm an RA, like all this stuff. And... It's reminded me of this quote that I don't really know the exact wording of, but it talks about how, like, the devil wants to keep us busy, but not productive. You know, he wants us to be focused on a lot of things, so we're not focused on what matters. You know, and the antidote, of course, would be what we want to talk about today is recreation, right? Recreation and also silence. It's kind of two two sides silence. of the same coin. So, like, with this dictatorship of noise, he's Archbishop Chappie was quoting... Um, Cardinal Seurat, who is um, a cardinal from Africa. I hope he's going to be the next pope. 
wishful thinking. But anyway, so he says that we're living in a dictatorship of noise and it's so obvious, like, you know, you always have to have a podcast going or you need to be listening to music or you need to be having YouTube up or even it's when it's not technology related, like when we are alone and like there's nothing to do, like we just start to get freaked out a little bit, you know, like we don't like like when the TV's not on, like when I'm at home, I get kind of annoyed because my parents will just turn on the TV when there's nothing on and then they'll just keep it on and say, "Ugh, there's nothing on. And I'm like, well, why don't you just turn it off then? You know, I don't say that because my dad will be like, harumph, pay for your own TV. And (laughs) (laughs) harumph, I say that sometimes. My dad doesn't say harumph. He's a great guy. But they just, all the time is that we're sitting around and we just need something on in the background so that we don't have to face the fact that we are human beings and our our death is inevitable, you know? Or or constantly being plugged in to... um you know, constantly being connected. Um, yesterday I was like, I can't go to dinner because my phone is going to die. And then I sat there and I thought, (laughs) well, why not? I'm hungry. I need to eat. That's an evolutionary turn. (laughs) Valuing battery (laughs) life over, uh, food. And I was like, what am I worried about? Am I worried? And I was like, well, I, I need, I don't know if anyone's going to be at the cafeteria for me to talk to. And I need to text my friends to see if they're going to be at the calf. So I need my phone. But then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to leave my phone and I'm going to go read a book. And I did. And it was great. Yeah. Um, another really good quote from this talk was, uh, to be a child of God is to be a child of silence. Ooh. Which I, oh, it's so important. I will, what really has helped me kind of in these past, like last semester for sure, and something that I want to continue to do this semester is, you know, when I eat dinner and there's nobody in the house, just turn off everything, put my phone away and just sit and eat and, and like enjoy my own company. Or sometimes like <clears throat> if I don't have any food and I want to go out to eat, I won't tell any of my friends that I'm going out to eat. I'll just go. And I'll just sit by myself. And while it might be like noisy in the restaurant or whatever, Chick-fil-A is usually where I go. It's che- yeah. cheap enough to justify it to myself. But It'll probably be noisy in the restaurant, but I still have kind of an internal silence. Like I'm not talking to anyone. I'm thinking about, you know, myself and what I like, what I've been doing that week and what I need to do that day. And it just kind of really centers me because when we're always like on the phone or like trying to distract ourselves, then we lose sight of practically like what we need to do in that day. But we also lose sight of, you know, spiritually, like where God is leading us because Without us being silent, we won't be able to hear God because our voice is frequently louder than God's, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. That's good. I'm Man, glad. this is my, – my New Year's resolution isn't working. Yet. I know. You're not you're not doing that well. That's okay. Well, I'll, I'll fix it. But All right. I can keep going. So, like, if we, right, cool. if we are intimate with God in the silence – then we won't be obstacles to his plan. And I know I always talk about, you know, God's will, God's will, God's will, God's will, because mm-hmm. that's just so important to me that I am living the way that I'm called to live. I think it's silly to try and live in the way that I want to live because I am a dumb monkey, but God is not a dumb monkey. <laughs> the quotable Ethan <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, if we... 
it's all about submission of the will. This has been in the book that I've mentioned before is abandonment to divine providence is that we need mm-hmm. to submit our wills and try to perfect our faith and perfect our hope and perfect our love. And in doing those things, we are no longer in the way of what God wants for us. You know, the divine action mm-hmm. can fully take over what we're doing. And it's so, it's so difficult. It's so difficult because that's a, a day in, day out choice that you have to make is that when I first get up this morning, I'm not going to look at Twitter and I'm going to pray. You know, when I'm going to bed, I'm going to, I'm going to read, you know, I'm going to read passages yeah. from the Bible and not like be on my phone and watching Netflix before I fall asleep. You know, during class, I'm going to pay attention in between classes. I'm actually going to get stuff done instead of sitting on my phone. It's, but those, all of those things are super easy to fall into because it's just what we're used to and what we're accustomed to and what we've like been told is okay. But yeah. everything that we've been told is okay is wrong because it puts us in the way of God's plan. Yeah, I thought, I thought we were going to go into this and talk about how you know busy we can be with classes, but you bring up a good point. The noise distracts us even from the actual busyness, you know, like the, the actual work that we're supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. like schoolwork, paying attention in class. The noise keeps us from those things, and we become busy and focused on Twitter in class, which is a personal vice <laughs> for a lot, maybe a lot of people listening, yeah. but and, and myself. Yeah, you're right. It's uh, it's all about ordering and being humble enough to put what you want aside and move on to what God wants. Um, for instance, actually, I don't know if that's a good example. Never mind. But I, I agree. It's also something to be said about the busyness of school and everything, too, because that yeah. can be noise as well. And, mm-hmm. I mean, there is noise that distracts us from school, but right now, if you're a student or... Maybe you're not a student. Maybe you work if you're an adult. Thank you for listening. Um, (laughs) If you're an adult and you're at work and there's noise distracting you from your work, that's not good. But if your work is noise and it's distracting you from your family, um, you know, your your relationship with God, you know, all of these things, that is noise too. And that you need to figure out a way to, you know, make sure that that's not getting in the way. Like if you – I understand it's hard when you have a job – that takes up a lot of time and maybe you have to be on call and like all this stuff like that's difficult. And those are real legitimate struggles that we haven't had to deal with yet. So stay tuned in about 10 years and we'll talk about it, but <laughs> hit us up. Yeah. But for DM. Yeah. But as far as like being a student, there are so many ways to engage in your faith while like being in these classes and being busy. Like I know lots of people that have taken some really, really hard classes, like eight hour classes, you know, where there's super long labs and all these things and you're up till three in the morning because you have to know all of the material by the next class period and it's just crazy and yet they still find time to go to daily mass you know because it's important to them because going to daily mass resets and that's where they find the silence it's quiet for an hour in daily mass our chapel is so silent because we know that the silence is where we're going to find God amidst the busyness of the school and in that way you know you're getting done what you need to get done because you're taking a break and your mind is refreshed, but also you're spending time with Christ, yeah. you know, finding time for an adoration hour somewhere. Like there's, we have all this time that we waste, like when we're not doing schoolwork and we're not spending time with God, like that time can be used a lot better. And I think that's where yeah. the recreation comes in as well. And I remember what I was going to say earlier 
about humility of setting what what we are like our vocation is student you know like we are we are called to be a student unfortunately but unfortunately um but you know we that doesn't mean that we're called to be a student all the time you know and and having the humility to put our work aside is built into our faith it's built into the ten commandments you know god knew that we were going to get tired so he set up the sabbath and that is something that we woefully neglect now in this society of um of constant work. Father Michael or Father Mike Schmitz told that story at Seek who? about the man who was tortured in China mm-hmm. for um, for going to mass and then moved to America and the culture of working constantly made him fall away from the Eucharist that he almost died for. You know, and so this this culture of constant work, we need to have the humility to set our work aside on Sunday. Um, and and solemnities. Mm-hmm. It's it's a shame when your schoolwork piles up, and the noise distracts you from doing it on Saturday, and then Sunday rolls around, and you're like, I guess I have to go do homework now on Sunday. It's um, there there's so many excuses that we can come up with of why we need to keep working, but ultimately, it, we need to look at that and say maybe this comes from pride, maybe this comes from irresponsibility, lack of discipline, whatever. Because you know we really need to put work aside on Sunday. Yeah, that happens to me a lot. You know, I'll wake up on Sunday, I'll go to Mass, I'll do the podcast, you know, I'll watch a Chiefs game, and then, like, I have to do work because on Saturday, I didn't do anything. And on, oh, and yeah, on, and on Friday night, I didn't do anything. Which is okay, but, you know, I think keeping the Sabbath holy is important. Sometimes it's unavoidable. It's part of silence. Sometimes it's unavoidable. Just like if you have a lot to do, if you have a final on Monday, you know, maybe you can study on Sunday. But like in general, you know, it's important to try and set our week up so that we can take that day and just chill. Jesus said, Mm -hmm. you know, chill on the holy day because like you should. That's, That's in the gospel of Luke. Luke was the most chill out of all of the gospel writers. Did you know that? Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just being quiet because I want to see where this goes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just hammered. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that also, that's... There's really like four ways that we can just spend our time. Are you wow? Are you done Sorry. dying? Yeah, no. Wow, that was that was annoying. Go on. All right. So there's really what this boils down to is that there's four ways to spend our time. You know, spend our time doing what our little v vocation is. You know, which is your mm-hmm. job or your student or uh, whatever it is. And then you spend time engaging in your relationship with God, which means going to mass, praying. Um, doing the things that lead you further in your big V vocation as well. 
Um, so that's being a good husband, being a good wife, being a father, being a mother, being a priest, um, being a consecrated religious, all those things. So little V vocation, big V vocation time. And those both take up a lot of time, but they don't take up all the time, you know, and obviously everything else falls under the big V vocation because everything that we do, you know, should be following God's plan in some semblance. But practically when you're not doing those things, you have, uh, recreation time mm-hmm. and silent time and silent time kind of falls under that as well. But like recreation is the last time that we want to like talk about and make sure that's important because in college, when you say recreation, people are like, oh, let's go to the bars. And then you throw up and you die. And <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But that's not necessarily what recreation has to be. Like I was with my friends last night for a couple hours and you know, my friends uh, drink some of them, but it's not like, you know, it's not crazy if they do. They're 21. You know, it was a pretty responsible group all in all. And, like, nobody's like, oh, Ethan, you should totally get hammered. Like, all this stuff. They're like, they know that I don't drink and they're cool with it. And so last night we were just hanging out at one of our friends' house. It was someone's birthday. And we just stayed in and we played this game called Fishbowl where you have to, like, act out things and use. Yeah. you've played it before. Yeah. yeah, it's so much fun. We had you have to act. You have to write down like nonsense phrases and act them out. One of the phrases that somebody put in the bowl was "Ethan fondles old people." <laughs> I don't know where this stuff comes from. My friends are very Catholic, but sometimes <laughs> it's just it's a bit strange. But anyway, and we had like a lot. All of us at some point cried laughing playing this game because we had so much fun and it sounds super nerdy and normally i'm the kind of guy that's like oh i hate these kind of stupid games that we have to play you know but honestly like that's you know my friendship was made so much stronger with all those people because i spent this night you know not doing something ridiculous like it was just us sitting in a room some people were drinking beers some people were eating popcorn and we were just playing a game and that's how it should be you know Mm -hmm. like you going out and not remembering the night before is not a good use of your recreation time. Mm-hmm. Like recreation can be served to be used as, you know, oh, here, I'm going to spend time with my friends and my relationship with them is going to grow stronger because of this time. That doesn't always have to be the point either. Like being bored together, like as a group, can lead to some of the best conversations ever. Yeah. Like we got, we, like I said something really stupid and like I shoved a pillow up my shirt and like everybody was laughing for 30 minutes just because we were bored and we didn't have anything to do. So I just started being goofy and <laughs> like, it was great. And everybody laughed, you know, those kinds of things are super important. Yeah. I don't know. What about you? I what do you, agree. what do you think? What do you do in your recreation time? What about America? I, I love to read. Yeah. And I realized that I, I haven't done that as much as I should. Especially because I received the compliment all the time from, like, my youth leaders when I was in high school. They're like, man, Patrick reads all the time. And I'm like, yeah, I definitely do, kind of, but, like, not as much. So I decided to, like, block out specific time for me to read and, um, like, set goals for myself so that I can actually do that. And it's great because it gives me time to relax. It's, like, it's nice to soak in the story and then also, like, learn from authors. So if I'm reading nonfiction or fiction, whatever. Now, of course, with recreation with friends, you can't always set up goals, you know? Yeah, no. I want to grow in my relationship by putting a pillow up my shirt. Right, no, that's not, you know? <laughs> that's not what I'm saying at all. Um, yeah. But it's definitely setting aside time 
to spend with friends and making plans and sticking to those plans. See like, podcast two weeks ago. See podcast two weeks ago. We can we can grow. We that that friendship. Those friendships can grow, um, and we can be bored with our friends. Yeah, it's great. It's good to be bored with your friends. It's bad to be bored by yourself. You know, I also I also love you know going and playing basketball. Like, there's all of these things that we can do that are not like innocent in and of themselves, but can totally like strengthen your relationship with God. Which sounds weird. Like, how does basketball strengthen your relationship with God? Well, because I get to go, I get to work out, I get to you know play. Like, play and have fun, God forbid, you know? Like, that's that's a legitimate thing for people to do. And, you know, if we have the right mindset, we can see God's creation in everything. And we don't have to worry about, you know, oh, am I spending this time correctly? Am I not? You know, if you yeah. are doing something and you can't see God in it, then, like, don't do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, spend your time in things that, like, yeah, God wants us to be doing. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think like I think what we're kind of dancing around is the whole thing about scheduling. You know, I don't know if we talked about this before. We talked about scheduling you, before. You wanted to talk about scheduling, but I told you it was a lame idea for a podcast. It is It is lame in terms of, like, how to schedule because everybody schedules differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you, you, get two, you get two vices when it comes to scheduling. You get what you were talking about where it's just, like, just letting the noise take you, just kind of, like like wind just blowing you around like wherever it wants you to go yeah um and it's constantly got your attention you can't leave it so like if you're constantly in the noise and then you can also try to destroy the noise totally Mm -hmm. and just like schedule every single minute of your day and if you're like i had this friend who was in the priestly discernment program at franciscan and i saw his schedule on his door and like He's like, red time is my free time. And there was like three hours of red the entire week. And I was like, how do you survive? You can't, please, please find more time. That sounds terrible. You, you, yeah, I know. Isn't that like a terrible way to live? Yeah. Don't approach the semester like yeah, that, don't, please. Don't overschedule yourself. Like you're still a human being. We still need time to relax and goof off and be silly. It's yeah. just when we overindulge in those times that, you know, there gets to be a problem. Yeah, so like find out which person you are. Are you the person that overindulges in free time or are you the person that overindulges in schedule time? Mm-hmm. Do you love your schedule more than you love God or do you love doing nothing more than you love God? Overscheduling is gluttony. Yes. Hot take of the it's day. It's also pride. It's, yeah, that too. People like will brag about their schedules to me. They'd be like, look at how organized I am. And I'm like, I don't care. You know, <laughs> you're probably a sinner. <laughs> I don't say that. Wow. I don't say that. But maybe we do need to do a podcast on mercy, Ethan. Hey, I have the most mercy. Nobody else has mercy like mine. Sad. Sad. <laughs> it smells like muffins. Sorry, somebody. I think someone's making muffins. I'm pumped. <laughs> I have to go work after this. Really? Isn't that terrible? That is awful, actually. I don't have anything to do. It's move-in day. Because I went to Mass last night, and so I don't have to leave the house all day. <laughs> I, nice. I don't want to either, because I'll probably die in some kind of horrendous ice, ice, accident. ice accident. Yeah. Oh, I'm in the pink. I'm in the pink. Anyway, let's just wrap this up real quick. So, like, we live in a dictatorship of noise. The sooner you realize that, the easier your life is going to be. Stop letting 
everything compete for your attention and focus solely on God. And when you focus on God, everything falls into place. Your schoolwork starts to make more sense. Your friendships, your family, uh, your personal time all starts to come into alignment. It's the natural order of things. You know, when we put God first, everything else, boom. And then it's just how it is. Uh, practically, we tried to give a few practicals just by talking about our own lives. If you mm-hmm. want to know more, DM us, I guess. I don't know. Do you have any other yeah. practicals that you want to just chuck in? Because we went to Seek and they would always have these talks about like, oh, we're going to have some <laughs> practicals for you. And then they would just prognosticate about some lofty ideal and not give any practicals. Yeah. Um, one practical that I wrote down was, you know, in terms of scheduling, yeah. you have to schedule prayer. That's that's like the the foundation of scheduling. You have to schedule prayer because otherwise you won't do it. It's just not, at least me. I mean, I know that if I don't schedule prayer, I'm not going to do it. Schedule prayer, pray in the morning, mm-hmm. um, usually, you know, like, unless, unless you're really good at scheduling and discipline, then you can like, you know, say, I'm going to pray at night and I will. Be, I'm not, yeah. That's what I do because so, I can't pray in the morning. You can't pray in the morning? When I, yeah. when I wake up, I find it very hard to thank God. <laughs> because Ethan Stevie. I would much rather Man. be in bed. <laughs> does your friend seriously have a quote list going from the podcast? Because I would like to see that quote list. He, he does. J- All right, Joe, anyway. Joe, if you're listening, don't show Patrick the quote list. Joe, if you're listening, show me the quote list and I'll send you free stickers. <laughs> I have all of the stickers here. I know. Um, so yeah, pray in the morning, schedule prayer. Um, step three, pray, you heathens. That's what I wrote down. And... Uh, no, can I can I tell my I'm gonna tell my St. John story yeah, to wrap that's it up. A good, so that's if you a have good anything idea. else, go ahead. No, you do it. Kill it. Alright, cool. So this this story comes from St. Francis de Sales' Introduction to the Devout Life. He talks about recreation in chapter three. So if you have the book and you're following along at home, <laughs> that's where it is. Um <laughs> Did you read the required reading materials for this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> so St. Francis de Sales tells this story of St. John the Evangelist, and St. John the Evangelist is this is towards the end of his life. He's just chilling in the woods with a bird. He's just holding a bird and he's petting the bird. He's like playing with the bird. And one of his disciples comes up to him and he says, man, why, what are you doing? Why aren't you writing? There are people that, that need your thoughts. Why aren't you sitting and thinking and pondering God? And like, why aren't you, why aren't you doing your work? And he, and he said, he replied, he's like, I have to do this because this is how my mind like is at rest because I can't be constantly going. I'm doing this so that I can return to my work with more vigor. So the recreation doesn't necessarily detract from our work. It sharpens us. Um, if you've read Stephen Covey's, oh my gosh, if you've read Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, I can't believe I'm quoting this. <laughs> the seventh habit is sharpen the saw. So like you need to sharpen your mind and then return to your work with more vigor. It's not a virtue to be constantly working because we're not God. That's, yeah, we're not. That was great. That was actually, we're stupid monkeys. We are stupid monkeys. At least I am. Ethan's a stupid monkey. I'm a stupid monkey, too. <laughs> All right, that's good. Good way to wrap it up. Thank you, Patrick. No problem. That's why I'm here. I need you. Um, Aw. What? Yeah, that's it. I don't have anything else to say. Um, thank you for listening thank you for subscribing oh crunch of the week we didn't do one last week like ever and we need to do one right now very very quick i'm hurrying all right please don't turn it off 
Because it could be you, could, unless you didn't write a review. Unless you didn't write a review. If you would like to be on the Crunch of the Week, please uh, subs- like subscribe and send in a review on iTunes or on Google Play, and we will read it out to the masses. Um, most recent one, this one doesn't make any sense. It's from Father Rocket Dan. I don't know if it's Father, <laughs> but it's just, it's just FR Rocket Dan. No, this one does make this, sense. Please read This it. one is hilarious. The podcast just play one right after the other. This is an excellent rectangle. <laughs> Thank you, Rocket Dan. <laughs> Literally, it just it makes me laugh. Do you? Does that make sense? Yeah, it's from Parks and Recreation. Oh, yeah, it's when when um, when Ron is like listening to all his records. They uh, like um, Tom puts all rectangle. his records on a, on an out of iPod. Oh, okay. Now I. This understand. is an excellent rectangle. Yes. Okay. Thank you. I just thought he was being goofy. I could. I remember that now. Yeah. 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 It's hilarious. All right. That's funny. Thank you, Rocket Dan, for the clever crunch of the week. The clever clever crunch of the week. I think it's a priest. Uh, yeah. So Fa- thank you, Father. Father. Father Rocket Dan, the man. Um. All right. Good. If you want to be on that, send in a review. Don't be a chotch. Um. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we will see you on the twitters. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.